This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is outrageous. It's unfair. Hey everyone, now here's a cool video that I really want to go into, and by the title many might think it's lame or it's about hair, which you know, kind of it is, but there's a lot more to it. It goes way more into detail about the story than just that. Alright, so we all know how Anakin went from his short hair in Attack of the Clones to the long, feathered, messy hair in Revenge of the Sith. The reason for this is very symbolic, and it isn't just for looks. You wouldn't know it unless you had the concept art book from Revenge of the Sith itself. It's a beautiful book, by the way. I highly recommend it. There's tons of content coming for you guys, answering some major questions, all from George Lucas himself. Two things will be revealed here with the most important last. So here we are, October 4th to the 31st, 2002. After seeing McKegg October 18th painting of a scarred Anakin, Lucas comments that Anakin will have to be more attractive for the duration of the film, because Padme is still in love with him and he has not yet gone to the dark side. Here it is. George wanted Anakin to look more like Qui-Gon, to show that he was going beyond what Obi-Wan was teaching him, hence the long hair. This is brilliant, and it was something I never even would have known had it not been for this book. That makes total sense now. Obi-Wan had long hair in Episode 2, somewhat mimicking his master and much longer than Anakin's in comparison, which makes sense since he was much more powerful still in that episode. But once Episode 3 rolls around, Anakin was now going above and beyond Obi-Wan, who couldn't teach him as much as he needed to know. And this could have laid a part in Anakin's frustration with his master and the entire Jedi Council, because at this point, in congruency with what we just learned here from George Lucas, is that he was indeed above almost everyone there, power-wise at least. So he felt held back, and when the temptation of learning new powers or unlocking his true potential to save Padme arose, he knew he couldn't get it from the Jedi, and therefore was more inclined to follow Palpatine and pledge his allegiance to the dark side helping kill Mace Windu and execute Order 66. See guys, it's all about the hair here. I love the subtlety of George's writing, the black robes which I did a video on to symbolize something similar with Anakin's powers that he was on another tier, on another level, at least compared to the rest of the temple. And I truly believe Qui-Gon would have prevented Anakin from turning to the dark side, but you know, that's a video I want to make on its very own, to go more into detail. It makes a lot more sense now as to why Anakin truly did leave the Jedi Order, or at least, you know, chose to betray them, and execute Order 66 following Palpatine. And this kind of helps us understand just what his thought process was throughout all of Revenge of the Sith, and even leading up to it. And it's all symbolized by his hair to mimic Qui-Gon, showing that he was much more powerful and knew more than everyone else there. I hope you guys enjoyed this big piece of info. Have an awesome rest of your day, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.